I'm Andre Bella for Esoterica, a short feature about extraordinary happenings. And this is part one of This One's For You, Ken. Recently, Buster, the guy who's in charge of our 50th high school reunion scheduled for this September, sent us all an email asking if anybody knew whatever happened to Ken Schwartz, a guy in our class. For me, this wasn't just a casual inquiry. Did I know what had happened to Ken? Sure. A few years ago, I told you his story right here on Esoterica. It was called Andre Honey. I sent this story to Buster. He wrote back that he and his wife were incredibly moved by this personal story and that they would respect my privacy by not sharing it with anyone. I wrote back, share it freely. After all, they didn't know that I'd already bared my soul to the world on the radio. But as I wrote back to Buster, I knew there was another part of the story, one I still needed to tell. I've rewritten the story a bit, so this one's for you, Ken. It was 1964. I was a junior in a large high school where my father was the principal. We lived in the affluent town of Greenwich, Connecticut. Still struggling emotionally from my parents' divorce, which I saw as shameful, I was a quiet, conscientious student with a group of like-minded friends who were not part of the in-crowd of cheerleaders and football players. The social climate of our high school fell into three groups. On top were the movers and shakers, who seemed to have everything. Their fathers were heads of big corporations in New York City, well-educated and traveled, financially and socially secure, and comfortable reading a bobbing Wall Street journal on their daily trek to Grand Central. Their kids were destined to follow in their footsteps, attending Ivy League colleges and eventually taking their parents' place on the membership lists of the local country club. The other two groups were closely related, having been spawned in the same pool of first- or second-generation immigrant families who landed at Ellis Island, managing to make it the additional 40 miles to western Connecticut. If you learned English ASAP, got a job, and saved up enough money to buy a house, you could raise your children in an affluent WASP community that worshipped education, both public and private, and had the money to pay for it. If you were smart, you hung on to the WASP shirt tails and moved up into the second group. Not WASP, but the next best thing. You could be educated and, like my father, who was second-generation Slovak, go to Yale where he thrived academically but felt like a social outcast. The third group, the bottom of the barrel, were the families who didn't get the importance of the educational piece. Their male youth became the hoods of the community. In high school, they were known for drinking, driving cheap cars, getting their girlfriends pregnant, and dropping out of high school. My father's family, like most immigrant families in Greenwich, lived in Byram, the other side of the tracks. My father was raised in this ethnic neighborhood of Lutheran Slovaks and Catholic Italians, and like so many ethnic neighborhoods, neither group had much use for the other. My grandfather was the shepherd of his flock. He was the minister's social worker who met Slovak immigrants at Ellis Island and brought them into the Lutheran Slovak fold. My father, one of six children, was raised around a dinner table that was set daily for at least a dozen people. His immediate family, plus whoever was newly off the boat, 
Slovak was spoken at home and in church, but never anywhere else. And education was God. The family message was clear and exclusive. We will not stay at the bottom of the barrel like those lazy, ignorant Italian Catholics who can only follow what the Pope tells them, which amounts to having lots of babies who will grow up to be equally ignorant, drop out of high school, and only hold jobs in manual labor if they're lucky. But I was about to have a personal experience that would show me exactly how meaningless this viewpoint was. For Esoterica, I'm Andre Bella. Thanks for listening, and please join me next week for part two of This One's For You, Ken. <laughs>